Tuning in, you're listening to This Week Again. I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to start off this show with the strike on Hollywood, move on to the Republicans' fight over money, redefining white nationalism, and open season on discrimination, as well as an update on our ongoing docuseries, Where in the World is James Comer's FBI Informant? Let's begin, shall we? Ah, folks, guess what? Just in time for summer vacation. Hollywood drama playing out in real life now. Members of SAG-AFTRA failed to reach an agreement on a new contract by that midnight deadline that they set. The Actors Union released a statement saying the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, quote, remain unwilling to offer a fair deal. Now, there'll be an immediate halt to all production. Yeah. So all the, th- the films being made right now will be halted, all the TV shows. What are the major issues that, that they're, they're fighting for? Yeah, so a few things. Higher wages uh, per season for streaming and then also better benefits for these actors the actors and also the writers but increased streaming residuals at a time when box office returns are down and streaming services are up the screen actors guild has decided to join their friends at the writers guild of america in withholding their labor until better working conditions are met as a side note, we're not talking about the Matt Damons and the Haley Baileys of Hollywood fighting for their right for fair wages and streaming service residuals. This strike is about the 160,000 supporting actors, the ones in the backgrounds of scenes, the guest stars of your favorite shows and stunt doubles. It's those actors that are paid the least, get little to no benefits, and have to work side hustles, two or three jobs just to make ends meet. Which makes absolutely no sense because studio executives are making hundreds of millions annually and taking several millions home in bonuses. And I'm talking about the CEOs of Paramount, NBC Universal, Disney, Amazon, Netflix, Apple TV, and Warner Brothers, just to name a few. These are the big studios monopolizing the film and television industry and obviously have more than enough cash to spare. They just don't want to share the profits from the labor that they're exploiting. Or as everyone's favorite nanny and president of SAG, Miss Fran Drescher, put it when she announced the unanimous vote of SAG members to strike. I am shocked. I cannot believe it, how they plead poverty. That they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. The jig is up. We're not going to take this anymore. You people are crazy. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect. And to be honored for our contribution, you share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. (sighs) I miss the nanny. 
the fabulous Fran took the studios and their executives to church, which is an impressive accomplishment for a Jewish girl from Queens, New York, by the way. And as Fran eloquently said, these executives are not going into poverty over box office failures like The Flash, Indiana Jones, The Little Mermaid, as evidenced by the tone-deaf CEO of Disney, Mr. Bob Iger, who responded to the actors and writers' strike at the annual Billionaire Summer Camp in Idaho. Between smoozing with the likes of Mark Zuckerberg and CNN show hosts and even the Prime Minister of Italy, Bob found time to sit down with CNBC to plead some more poverty. Roll tape. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they are adding to a set of challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. So they're not being realistic? Uh, No, they're not. Why not? I can't, I can't, I can't answer that question. Unrealistic. Tone Deaf Bob was paid $45.9 million in 2021 by Disney to not produce a fucking thing. And that $45.9 million was double over what he was making in 2020. And for what? Bobby hasn't written a script acted in a supporting character role, or performed a stunt on camera. Well, that interview that he just gave was quite a stunt, if you ask me. So let's give Rich Bitch Bob the benefit of the doubt and take a look at what the writers and actors are unrealistically demanding. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's unrealistic to want to be paid to write the script, not brought in as a freelance to fix an AI-generated script for a fraction of what I'd be getting if I just wrote the damn thing myself. I also don't think it's unrealistic to pay residuals the same way digital ads are paid out. The writers, the actors, etc., they all get a slice of the pie every time someone clicks on their content. But you know what is unrealistic? The companies insisted that we agree to uh, limit the increases in minimum salaries for our members. Our members need to receive increases that allow them to keep up with the pace of inflation. Additionally, industry expectations around self-tape auditions mean performers are bearing casting costs that were once the responsibility of producers. Actors deserve a contract that reflects the changes that have taken place in the industry. Unfortunately, the current streaming model has undercut performers' residual income and high inflation has further reduced our members' ability to make ends meet. To complicate matters further, actors now face an existential threat to their livelihoods with the rise of generative AI technology. This groundbreaking AI proposal that they gave us, they proposed that our background performers should be able to be scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and their company should own that scan, their image, their likeness, and should be able to use it for the rest of eternity in any project they want with no consent and no compensation. And that, my friends, is just a taste of the unrealistic bullshit studio executives like Dick Wad Bob brought to the negotiation table. And it is with that same hubris that is inspiring executives at major studios in Hollywood to take the lowest road available by announcing that they'll just wait out the strikes. And come October, those writers and actors will be so broke They won't bother picketing and they'll come back for their low-paying jobs. 
Quite a bold move, if you ask me, for industry heads to bite the hands that write and act out the scripts that feed them. But hey, no one ever accused billionaires of being realistic. Right, Elon? And now for something completely different. Let's be honest, folks. The Republican Party just isn't what it once was. And while every political movement goes through some changes over time, what we've seen in the last 14 years can't be just a phase that they'll simply grow out of if we just love them enough. For exposition, it started with the formation of the Tea Party in 2009, an angry response to the first black man ever being elected to the presidency a year prior. And thanks to the descendants of the Confederacy forming another gang, along with people who are comfortable with being white nationalist adjacent, those elected under this new vision of America included such well-known aspects as Mo, less black people, less problems, Brooks from Alabama, Matt the Six Head Gates from Florida, Mike, I literally married a Karen Pence from Indiana, and so many more. It also led to the formation of the House Freedom Caucus, a consortium of the rightiest of the Republican Party, who is proud of their club and somehow also want to keep their membership private. Even so, we know that some of the members are also moonlighting as maggot devotees, such as Arizona's insurrectionist duo Andy Biggs and Paul Gosar. Lauren, I got called a little bitch on the House floor, Bobblehead from Colorado, and her newest arch nemesis, Marge, yeah, I called that bitch a bitch, Taylor Green from Georgia. You see the progression here? In just over a decade, Republicans went from their fiscally responsible small government branding to enacting a coup on the Capitol, legislating away the rights of American citizens who aren't cis white Christians, and all while platforming on traditional white nationalist values. So is it any wonder the Republican Party is going bankrupt? Spoiler alert, yes and no. What's hilarious about all of this is how Republican politicians are reacting to becoming a poor, just like their voting base. So police responded to an alleged assault at a meeting of Michigan Republicans. Two Republicans in Michigan engaged in a scuffle that sent one of them to the emergency room. Among the incredible details of the GOP battle were the fact that it began with the hallway pledge of allegiance. and doorknob wriggle involving or involved flip the bird and flipping a table. A Republican man from Wayne County, Michigan, quote, acknowledged that he wiggled the knob of one door leading into the meeting room while the meeting was underway. The chairman of the Clare County Republican Party heard the wiggling of the doorknob and walked over to the door where he says he saw someone through a small window in the door flip him off. Quote, the Clare County Republican Party chairman then opened the door and says, quote, he kicked me in the balls as soon as I opened the door. <laughs> and on this episode of Ow My Balls, Midwest Republicans are in rare form. 
with all of the stress of going bankrupt thanks to donors not wanting to continue funding their slow-moving white nationalist-inspired coup of Michigan, who knew that siding with rebooted Nazi wannabes and cultivating a voter base composed of QAnon followers and maggot cult members isn't the lucrative marketing strategy Michigan Republicans thought it was. (laughs) But to ensure the safety of every Republican's testicle going forward, someone should come get your boy Tommy, spelled with three Ks, Tuberville from Alabama, who is trying his damnedest, bless his heart, to redefine the phrase white nationalist with the quiet part out loud to a live national audience on CNN. Roll tape. But just to be clear, you agree that white nationalists should not be serving in the U.S. military. Is that what you're saying? If, if people think that a white nationalist is a racist, I agree with that. I agree they A white nationalist be. is someone who believes that the white race is superior to other races. Well, that, that's some people's opinion. What's your opinion? My opinion of a white nationalist, if somebody wants to call him white nationalist, to me is an American. I'm a, totally against identity politics. I think it's ruining this country, and I think that Democrats ought to be ashamed for how they're doing this. That's not identity politics. Well, that's just a name that has been given. I mean, it's not. Listen, it's a real. It's a real definition. There's real concerns about extremism. So if you're going to do away with most white people in this country out of the military, we got huge problems. It's not. We it's got not, huge problems. It's not people who are white. It's white nationalists. They have that have different beliefs. Now, if racism is one of those beliefs, I'm totally against it. But, but that there's is, a lot that of people white, that believe in different things. Is racist, Senator? Well, th- that's your opinion. Holy forking shirt balls! You heard it here, folks. Straight from the Confederate descendants' mouth, when Republicans are talking about Americans, they're actually just talking about white nationalists, not the entire country. And that's because Clan Dad Tommy and his fellow Republicans know their voting base is absolutely on board with their blatantly racist and bigoted remodeling of this country, with, among other things, the right-wing-controlled scrotus siding with a web designer from Colorado who just made up a story that resulted in the legalization of discrimination for Republican Jesus followers. That bullshit was decided last week, and... Oh, wouldn't you know it. Some pasty Karen running a hair salon in Traverse City, Michigan, has already made the bold choice to post her Bible-thumping bigotry for the world to see, while also thinning out her clientele way more than she ever intended. Just days after the Supreme Court legalized discrimination against the LGBTQ community, the owner of a Michigan hair salon, announced that she will no longer service members of that community. Christine Geiger, who owns Studio 8 Hair Lab in Traverse City, said in a Facebook post she is exercising her free speech by only allowing certain customers. A salon owner in Michigan argues that this gives her the right to refuse to serve transgender clients. Now, Geiger wants to make clear that she has no problem with LGB members of the community, specifically the transgenders, queers, and pronouns that she says she takes issue with. Quote, if a human identifies as anything other than a man or woman, please seek services at a local pet groomer. Well, 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 folks, 
we only had to wait a few days after bogus SCOTUS ruled that it's okay for Republican Jesus freaks to discriminate preemptively because that's how their godson would want them to do. Not to mention that sly reference in getting a haircut at a pet groomer sounds an awful lot like a story comedian Chris Rock recounted in 2020 about how his mother had to get her teeth fixed by a veterinarian during Jim Crow. I hate all civil rights movies. I applaud the effort and they should exist. The problem is they only show the back of the bus and the lunch counter. They mm. actually make racism look very, like, fixable. And yeah. They don't really get into how dysfunctional the, the, the relationships were. Racism and Jim Crow is so much dirtier mm. than any movie ever showed. The amount of rules that existed. I always tell the story of my mother used to get her teeth taken out at the vet because you weren't allowed to go to the dentist. Like, like no, no movie shows you that. Yeah. That's why it's utterly disgusting how this Michigan hair salon owner managed to sneak in some 1960s throwback racism while posting a bigoted diatribe on Facebook. The place where boomer white women go to snowflake over having to be a decent human being. But then again, this poor excuse for a person was one of the angry white people on January 6th, so her impotent rage checks out. And while all of this is comically predictable, what I didn't have on my Christian Koo bingo card is this reaction by one hair salon products manufacturer. Jack Win Pro, the salon owner's most favorite product, uses all the time, promotes it constantly, almost instantly announced, quote, to make it clear, we disapprove and reject hate speech in any form. The stylists who made those comments are no longer authorized to represent our products or brand, end quote. Oh, and the Travis City attorney is investigating this very fine woman for breaking local anti-discrimination ordinances because bigotry has consequences. And you know what else will get you a heaping dose of consequences? Being a member of the U.S. House of Representatives, who may be colluding with representatives of the Chinese Communist Party in a desperate attempt to get the current sitting president in trouble. And if you haven't already guessed, I'm talking about the unintelligent chair of the House Intelligence Committee from Kentucky, Mr. James Comer, who has been thirsty AF to link President Biden to the People's Republic of China. And it seems like Jimmy's dreams were about to come true once he found out about an FBI informant who knew all the deets on bribery money and other illegal activity Biden has been doing from the comfort of his driver's seat in his 1960s Corvette. But then tragedy struck. You have spoken with whistleblowers. You have spoken, you also spoke with an informant who gave you all of this information. Where is that informant today? Where are these whistleblowers? Well, unfortunately, uh, we can't track down the informant. Uh, we're hopeful that the informant is still there. The whistleblower knows the informant. The whistleblower is very credible. H hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing? 
Well, we, we're hopeful that we could find the informant. Now, remember, these informants are, are kind of in the, the spy business, so uh, they don't make a habit of uh, being seen a lot or, or being high profile or anything like that. Uh, we have basic information with respect to what the informant has alleged, and it's very serious. It alleges uh, that Joe Biden, when he was vice president, was involved in a quid pro quo with a foreign country uh, in exchange for, for foreign aid. Uh, wait a minute, what? While Joe Biden was Obama's sidekick back in the early 2000s, Joey apparently accepted a bird from China in exchange for foreign aid. <laughs> and how do we know that Biden has a strong love for crows? Why, that missing FBI informant said so right before he disappeared like classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Now, when the Hardy Boys mystery went down in June, everyone, including myself, made fun of James for misplacing his star witness, and rightfully so. But no one could have predicted the reason why this particular informant had to put himself in his own witness protection program. Roll tape. Despite all the big issues here in the United States and overseas, many Republicans have spent the last several months going after Joe Biden. GOP lawmaker James Comer and his key informant in a little bit of trouble because it turns out that the key informant that he's been using in his investigation against the Bidens has been indicted for allegedly being an unregistered agent of China. Gal Luth yeah. charged in the Southern District of New York. Yeah. The U.S. attorney said he engaged in multiple serious criminal schemes. He's a dual Israeli U.S. citizen, the head of a think tank uh -huh. in Maryland. It's, it's an eight-count indictment against him. It was unsealed right yesterday. Here. Includes conspiracy not, to violate the Foreign Agents Registration Act and the Arms Export good. Control Act and making That's false statements, good. among others. Well, it looks like Homer was on to something but not about Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, the Chinese asset from Kentucky Comer, has been standing for this informant for so long, building his entire world around the man, and for what? This discount Ulysses Claw was selling weapons to the UAE, Libya, and Kenya on behalf of the Chinese government, while also becoming BFFs with someone in the Commander-in-Chief's administration, later moving on to Jabba the Hutt Whisperer, and totally not James Woolley, Clown Ligula's chosen director of CIA. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. The Republican star informant sold weapons to who? Not only that, but Comer's informant is still on the loose. He was arrested in Cyprus back in February, but the very credible Chinese spy wiggled his way out of custody and is currently nowhere to be found. And that isn't helping old Kentucky moron Comer because the adults in the House Intelligence Committee, represented by the ever-clever Jared Maskowitz from Florida, wants to know what item on the Panda Express menu was it that turned this pudgy troll from Kentucky into a fully realized Chinese asset. Wait, I have that audit of this committee. <clears throat> Actually, it's in form of an indictment. That's the audit of this committee. It's an indictment by the Department of Justice because this committee 
is focusing on working with foreign agents, right? We want to talk about national security. That's why you guys are here. It's about national security. But the main committee is working with an indicted Chinese agent who does business with the Iranian regime and is an illegal arms dealer to Libya. All of this in order to own Hunter Biden. That's how far they've stooped. It reads like a 007 movie, this indictment, except they're working with the villain. That's why I've sent a letter to the China Select Committee, the chairman of that committee, to open up into a, an investigation into what's happening in oversight, because I'm deeply worried about whether the CCP has manipulated the information. Now we're talking. I want to know who's been paying for James' late night trips out for fourth meal, and how much insider trading does he have invested in whatever pew pews his favorite Chinese spy has been selling? And not for nothing, but the best excuse Comer can come up with for his obviously traitorous behavior is that the timing was sussy. Well, yeah. When you get caught hanging out in Cyprus by the cops and the DOJ is informed of your whereabouts, <laughs> it's quite incredible how quickly you're charged with the crimes you've already committed. <laughs> because that's how that works. And while the House Intelligence Committee continues to devolve into stupidity under Jimmy's leadership, another strange and unusual collab has just been announced, and wouldn't you know it, the Cheeto Von Dictator was obviously involved. <laughs> See, while senators on Capitol Hill were grilling the CEO of the PGA Golf Tournament for merging his company with the Saudi government-funded Live Golf Organization, the Floridian Fondler was announcing his new Middle Eastern buds were going to be competing at his Russian finance golf course in Miami. Live Golf suddenly announced a change in venue for the last game of their tournament, moving everything to Doral Golf Course in Miami, Florida, which just so happens to be owned by the traffic cone of treason. What a dink! Perhaps this is just a quid pro quo, like jackass Jimmy Comer puts it, for showing off all those classified documents the tiny-handed grifter kept at his Floridian retirement home. But then again, what do I know? And that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. You can follow us on social media wherever you can find us, threads. This Week Again is available for your listening pleasure on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for listening to this show. Today for now, 